Welcome, everybody. Episode 12, maybe? Maybe um, 13. Maybe 13. Lucky 13 here on the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. Your host this week is myself, Logan Bryant. Got the usual sports nuts, Chris Collett and Matt Hickman. Gentlemen, how's this week treating you? Hickman? <laughs> Fantastic, doing doing well over here. How about you, Chris? Uh, no, no complaints for my end. Man, we're just a lively bunch tonight. Where somebody's gonna have to have to fire it up in a hurry. Well, don't worry. I decided to take my shark socks and I pulled those things all the way up to my knees because I'm ready to roll this week, gentlemen. We got a we got a good night planned for you guys. We're gonna talk a little NBA basketball. A little best player in the NFL got injured this past week. We got World Series action. Guys, we, this is like the one time of year where all the major sports are in action at the same time. I think Sunday is the only day of the year where all the sports are playing on the same day. So if we don't have anything to talk about this week, then we don't need a podcast. And daggone it, we need a podcast. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, just don't tell, Just don't ask my wife. She may disagree. <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm just drinking a Coors Light. Uh, still trying to do the diet. Coors Lights aren't too high in carbs, so yeah, Coors Light. Man, this is like the first week in a month you've gone without the dugout. Yeah, I know. It's your diet I'm, drink. <laughs> it is. I mean, I can still pour one, so it's not too late for that. That's true. Hickman, what are you bringing to us tonight? So uh, I found the last one of these in the fridge, the uh, Drafty Kilt Scotch Ale from Monday Night Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia. Fantastic. Ooh. Is that the one you got from your sister? It is. Yep, yep. That's, uh, nice. Yeah. Happy to find that back there. Well, I decided to bust out the Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat Brewer Select. That sounds Ooh. awful. Wow, it's fancy pumpkin season. It is fancy pumpkin season. I also, as I was drinking this tonight, when I cracked it open, I remember why Hickman made fun of me when I said the Octo- the Sam Adams Oktoberfest was a pumpkin beer, and you just nonchalantly was like, no, it's not a pumpkin beer. I didn't think anything of it until I opened this one. I was like, Logan, Oktoberfest is not pumpkin, and I don't know why I thought it was. <laughs> it's but- orange. It's that time of year. It only took me like a month to realize that you put me in my place and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> well guys we got a we got a lot of suggestions from the facebook group that's uh sports nuts and beer guts on facebook we got a lively twitter audience as well sports nuts pod on twitter um so we're gonna we're gonna use a lot of people's inputs this week as we talk about a bunch of random things especially come chug sip or pour but let's get started like we do every week and make sense of the week Our Making Sense of the Week segment is sponsored by Edward Jones. Edward Jones Advisors can help work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long-term. Edward Jones provides the tools for a reasoned, disciplined approach to investing. Call 865-988-7560 to schedule a face-to-face appointment today. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SPIC. All right. One of the biggest injuries in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes goes down. Looked brutal. They decided to zoom in as the uh, as the trainers were decided to set his dislocated knee back. Um, Matt, 
What do you make of this Mahomes injury? How does this affect the Chiefs and the NFL? I mean, it's just one of these where everybody loses. It's it's just sad. The uh, um, most exciting player in the NFL um, on an incredibly exciting team, super likable too. You just hate it for him, but um, are honestly, we talking about, are we talking about Andy Dalton or Patrick Mahomes here? <laughs> hey, another likable guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a shame we don't get to see him at full strength. But I mean, honestly, it is rather fortunate that it was. I mean, rarely is a dislocated kneecap fortunate but you know opposed <laughs> to a torn acl or a uh you know a dislocation or something could have been a, a, could have been worse so uh happy he'll be able to get back and play it's just really it, it's a shame when you say get back chris did i see that he practiced today uh yeah limited <laughs> <laughs> i mean who does he think he is adrian peterson no <laughs> that uh that came out of nowhere i I don't even know what to think of of it, honestly. I mean, does that mean he like sat there and got leadership reps and you know <laughs> threw the ball from a wheelchair? I don't really know, but uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're the Chiefs, do you even let the guy practice if he tells you he's good? No, no. <laughs> I mean, he's he, he's he's good enough that once he's once he's healthy physically, throw him out there. But don't do anything until then. Uh yeah, what Hickman said, and the thing is, like with the whole, whole dislocated knee kneecap like apparently his his tendons and ligaments were intact yeah um there was very minor injuries to those so it is something you can put a brace on but apparently the chances of him re-injuring it are increased so i'm if i'm the chiefs man i regardless he's having off-season surgery to uh to help stabilize it long term so if i'm the chiefs it's his third year in the nfl you you kind of expect to have him 12 more years I don't know if it's really worth uh, worth even bringing him back. I might just go ahead and get the surgery and concede this one to the Patriots because. Uh, oh, the so Patriots you, you, are, sh- you would shut him down this year? I I think I would. I mean, I don't I don't see anybody beating the Patriots this year. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm shutting them down. Wow, I mean, I, the Chiefs are five and two. They play the Packers this week at six and one. The Vikings next week at five and two, and then they get the uh, less than five hundred Titans, Chargers, Raiders, and then they play the uh, the Patriots. I mean, I I would say I'm all for just conceding the next two games. They're making the playoffs anyway, but I don't know if I could concede the whole year. Hickman is Chris crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank so you. they're not. You don't know how many shots you have at it. Now, you don't rush him back. I can't stress that enough. Um, even with a backup, they're probably good enough to still win that division. That division's really bad. So if you're sitting there at a three seed at 10 and six, um, Baltimore gets the second uh, by. Maybe Houston does. I don't know. Maybe the Colts do. I don't know. But they're muddled in there at that 10 and six, and they probably get a very winnable first round game. Then go to the, on the road the second round. Uh, hope they're a three seed so they don't have to go to New England. But. If they're the four seed and they go to New England, that's 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 the last thing New England wants, for what it's worth. They do not want to have the Chiefs have to play the Chiefs in round two because they've been very fortunate over the past years that their round two games have been layups. So that are could be saying, pretty. Are you saying Tom Brady would be seeing Ghost when the Chiefs come to town? <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say that that's. I mean, if you're the Patriots, you don't like right. That's the last thing you want to see in round two is the is the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes fresh. I don't know. Bill Belichick probably wants to see Andy Reid in the playoffs, let's be honest. 
mean, he'd, he'd probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd rather see Bill O'Brien. Right. True. Very true. Definitely. Or uh, or, or any one of his yeah or any one of his old head coach or assistant coordinators that he had. Harbaugh is the only one that tends to throw a wrench in there against him. It's because he t- he takes risk when he plays him. So. All right. Well, Mahomes is injured. Initial report was out three weeks. That may or may not be true. I saw Andy Reid said he won't rule him out for Sunday. I hope and pray there's no that he does yeah. not play Sunday. Don't play the kid. Um, but you don't bench him for the year because you are a Bill Belichick heart attack away from being able to win the uh, the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's make sense of the NBA. We got we got Woo. games that started last night. <sighs> the Battle of LA happened. Uh, Mr. Leonard decided to go ahead and put it on LeBron James. But as the season gets underway, there's I think everybody else is playing tonight. NBA title predictions, Chris. Who's Who are we going to see in the finals this year? Uh, I'm going to go uh, way out in left field on this one. I'm going to go Celtics first Nuggets. Ooh, I think uh, this is the I like first the Nuggets. This is the first year in I don't know how long. But it's It's absolutely wide open. Yeah, I don't think it, it could be like maybe 2009. I don't. I don't even know who was. I know when LeBron in 2010 went to Miami. That kind 09, of it was still that, that was uh, the was what, it Boston. Celtics. No, it was still the Celtics and the Lakers. You still had Phil Jackson and you know, Kobe with Gasol. That team was still dominant. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know when the last time it, I've, there's been an NBA season where I'm just like I. I don't know if there's a favorite. Like every team has a flaw. Um, I think health is going to come down and be a big factor this year. And I yeah. I picked Boston and I picked Denver because I think they're the two deepest teams. I think uh, Boston lacks elite talent, but they have an elite head coach. Uh, I think I think Stevens, this current Celtics team, is right up Stevens Alley. They'll actually listen to him coaching. I'm like uh, last year with Kyrie. Uh, they're, they're, they're a coachable team. I think Stevens is a great coach. The East is always – it's been wide open. Once LeBron left, <laughs> it was it was wide open. Um, and you have the Bucks, and Giannis is a freak, his nickname. But I'm going to go with Boston. And Denver, as I said, they're the deepest team. Out West, I mean, you have some teams. You have Kawhi and Paul George. You have LeBron and Anthony Davis. If either, if any one of those people get hurt, it's like all three of the four of those are all injury prone. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to be hurt. So I'm going Denver. They're deep. They're going to, they're going to be, I don't know, one, two seed out West. So home court, I'm going with it. Is it out of the realm of possibility for the Hornets to go wire to wire right now that they are leading the NBA at one and oh? Oh, they won tonight? Is that out of the realm of possibility? I think I had them winning 19 games this year. One nineteenth of the way there. Well, they beat the Bulls 126 to 125 tonight. That's another bad team. (laughs) Hickman, who you got in the uh, the title this year? All right, so uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Houston Rockets in the finals. Oh, Team Clyde Drexler lover. Well, I do love Clyde the Glide and Hakeem the Dream, but uh, you know Harden doesn't have anything to do with that. I think they they get over the hump and pull put something together in the West and then choke it in the finals and lose to Philly. All right, 
I would love to pick the uh, Los the Los Angeles conglomerate of one of those two teams. Um, <laughs> I do think that the um, the Clippers are going to be really good this year. I think that team is well built, but I'm going with the Bucks. I think they got a little bit of a taste last year. That team is basically back together. So I'm going with the Bucks and the 76ers. I don't know why I think the 76ers, they seem to always falter and they're not near as good as they should be. And I secretly hope that they don't make it because I don't want the five-year tanking streak that they had to actually work. Um, but I am excited this year about the NBA. It is completely wide open. Um, the West is going to beat themselves up. There's five or six teams out of the West I could see. I do like the Nuggets. I think they're too young, though. There's no way Jamal Murray can shoot them into the uh, into the finals. Um, and I hope it's not the Celtics because I can't stand the Celtics. Except for that one Same. year Shaq. Except for that one year Shaq played for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the last time it was with this wide open, to, to your point, Chris, I think it was um, actually the post-Jordan year, the strike year of 99, because the Lakers rose immediately after. You know, it's when Shaq and Kobe finally gelled and Phil Jackson came back. And, they, they, you know, there was a dominant force in the Spurs who we didn't know were any good until 99. That's when, you know, Duncan and, uh, you know, Robinson teamed up for the first time. So you sort of had those two teams as dominant forces all the way until, you know, the, the LeBron era. So I think the last time it was this, like, we just don't know, right? I mean, I, th- I think that was the last time. Yeah, well, speaking yeah. of MJ, I don't know if you guys heard this week. MJ says that Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer yet. Chris, what does Steph Curry have to do to be in the Hall of Fame, or is MJ just smoking the ganja? Um, I mean, I heard MJ could be fined for tampering if he said Steph Curry is a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, that's possibly what it means. Plus, there's always that 0.1% that Steph Curry pulls an OJ and goes <laughs> crazy. Uh, you never know. <laughs> OJ down the freeway in a Bronco? Is that yeah, what that's talking? what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's going to be Steph. He's not gotten hit in the head by Vontez Perfect. I think he'll be all I right. Mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like, we always think we know these athletes. I mean, and we all think, like, oh, Steph's great. But you never know. There's a 0.1% chance that they're just put on this image. Uh, it could happen. That's the only way he's not making the Hall of Fame. Like, he could, he could retire today. Yeah. And as long as he does it kill his wife or something he's in the hall of fame yeah i think i agree with what you're trying to say but that was a really weird way of saying it um yeah i don't know why mj would say i think mj just kind of has one of these things where he you know he's gonna he's gonna say oh i say this about all the current players i want to motivate them um but i also think he's a little bit salty mj might think he can beat steph one-on-one still yes that's that's possible (laughs) Exactly. So, so he obviously opened this clinic in Charlotte last week, apparently. It was a big deal. Um, so good good for him donated a bunch of money. And I saw that now he's all into, like, sport fishing. He'll go out on a boat, like, by himself for eight hours trying to catch marlins and stuff. Uh, well, I always thought me and MJ were a lot more alike than I, than I ever imagined. I mean, y'all are basically the same guy. I've been all into fishing so much so that my wife caught an oyster out of the lake behind our house a couple weeks ago. I still think that's a euphemism. A Tennessee oyster. And I kid you not, <laughs> if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't believe it. But my wife I caught still it. don't. 
it was yeah it was it was kind of crazy um that's the only thing she's caught back there i'm over here slaying bass and she's bringing in an oyster all right guys well with the nba players move around like crazy quickly do you guys have a favorite nba team and who is it so for, for years i loved um you know, I sort of follow players. My favorite players were, you know, the the Faisalama Jamma era, Houston Rockets, and then I liked. I still love Pop, so I always have a soft spot for the for the Spurs. Um, still do, so still like them. I like. I mean, I'll cheer for the Hornets because I lived in Charlotte uh, for a while. Um, that's sort of a fruitless endeavor. Um, so to answer your question, no, I don't really have a favorite team. Um, <laughs> so going on this year, you know, I I I still like Pop, so I'll, I'll pull for the Spurs. And I don't like Boston. So that's about it. <laughs> Chris, do you have a favorite team? Well, it's funny you ask because I actually tweeted about this tonight. No, I've never had a favorite team in the NBA. But this year I was uh, jumping on the Grizzlies bandwagon. Little Ja Morant. I mean, they had the number two pick. You like should be. This should be a little exciting. I mean, him and Duran Jackson Jr. together. Um, and then I watched uh, part of their game today, tonight. And Grayson Allen's on the team, so oh, no. currently rethinking my oh. position on the Grizzlies. So yeah. I might be going back to an NBA fandom free agent because I can't root for that guy. Uh, I keep holding that. Maybe he gets traded. That's what I'm going to go with. So I'm, I'm jumping on the Grizzlies bandwagon this year. So Grizzlies now, but I've never had a team prior. I, when I was like eight, I liked the, the Knicks. That was, that was it. But yeah. I guess I'm going to go Grizzlies this year. Yeah, I growing up, I was a uh, an Orlando Magic fan. Mm-hmm. Always been infatuated with Shaq. But as of the last couple of years, I've been a big fan of the Pelicans. And by big fan, I watch three games a year um, or so. But they got all kinds of Kentucky guys down there in New Orleans. But they've all left. And so <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a team at this point. I've always kind of liked the Timberwolves. Uh, they got... Carl Towns, really? it's, a, it's a small market team. Um, they've always had a guy or two that I've liked, but they obviously never stay there, and they've never been You like really Andrew good. Wiggins, don't you? Uh, me, me and Wiggins, we, we go way back. No, he was, he was a big Tom Gugliotta fan. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the Oklahoma Thunder, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, they got several Kentucky guys, but I am, I am a – NBA free agent myself right now. I can't get on the Lakers bandwagon. I like LeBron. I like AD. I just hate the Lakers. Oh, and Lakers, so I, man. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. So speaking of so things something I, we uncovered here is that at, in some some era, we didn't know each other, but in 1995, 12-year-old Logan and 12-year-old Hickey were at odds in oh, the NBA Finals. Uh, we were throwing down with my, with my Orlando Magic starter jacket rolling up into school saying, oh, what's up? Man. <laughs> that's that's impressive. I would have had my Elijah Wan jersey with those very plain red and white ones. Yeah. Well, speaking of being at odds, we got a World Series going on right now, mm. boys. The Astros and the Nationals. Hickman, What's who wins? Score? Who wins this series, Hickman? I'll I'll pull up the score here. Score, score's two two. All right. Ooh. So these were the biggest odds, right, for any. Or, or sorry, the, the Astros were the largest favorite since like 07, right? Uh, in in a World Series. Yeah. So um, somehow the Nationals stole uh, Game One. So I'm gonna go with uh, Natty Light Nationals and uh, pulling it out in six. Wait, sure, this is not. Game Two tonight. 
Yeah. This is game two tonight. Yeah. Oh. They played last night. The Nationals <laughs> won last night. Well, so I'm cheating with my guess here. Well, I didn't even know that, and I was going to take the Nationals. Oh, it, Nationals all day then. Simply because they got Steven Strasburg, the next Nolan Ryan, out there on the mound. They swept the ALCS. NLCS. NLCS. They did that one too. Yeah. Um, they're five fresh. They're ready. They're hungry. Give me the Nationals in five. Ooh. Wow. So they steal one tonight. I mean, I'd be up 2-0 going home. That's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I I'm won't speechless. watch a single one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I, Astros I, in six. Astros are the best team. Um, well, last night was team. kind of flukish. They are yeah, the best they're the team. team. Why did they lose last night? Um, the ALCS, the Yankees won game one, and the Astros won in six. I think it would be the same script. The A seven-game series is just too long of a... I mean, it's 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 a large enough sample size that the the best team usually wins, and that's the Astros. So, it is really rare that you see a major upset in a seven game series. I mean, it's it's happened, you know, one eights in the NBA and all that, but it's uh, it's not usually the better team does manage to find its way out. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't know if you saw this week the semi annual. Well, no. Take that back. The every two-year release of the Sam Adams Utopia beer. Had you guys ever heard of this before? I'm not. Negative. I never knew this was a thing either. I mean, it's like the 11th time that they've done this. But Sam Adams brews this beer. They put it in different bourbon barrels, wine casks, all kinds of stuff. Some of this bar- Some of this beer is aged up to 26 years. And then they mix it all together. It's got a... Uh, um, alcohol content of about 28%. Good gosh. And for $210, you can get yourself 25 ounces of this sweet elixir. But the problem is, this thing is illegal in 15 states. Chris, make sense of this Sam Adams Utopia beer. What is going on here? This is unlike anything I've ever heard of before. Um, I... I don't even know how to make sense of it. I mean, the the price the price point two hundred and ten dollars. I how the only much? thing I could the only thing I could think of is that's how much they have to charge in order for it to make it profitable for them. That's that's all I can think of. I don't I don't know that I've ever had a bar tab that's two hundred and ten dollars. Speaking of two hundred and ten dollar bar tabs, so my brother graduated college. Kind of funny story. Had a graduation party at the Vinny T's. Oh and my for, gosh! And There's no gra- way he had two hundred ten dollars. You tab cannot ten dollars <laughs> okay. So I tell chance. my brother, and I go, "Hey, for, for your graduation present, what would you say?" T- for the listeners out there, Vinny T's is this uh, uh, old school bar in Cookville where, and I, I'm not joking when I say the beers like a dollar twenty five or something crazy. A dollar fifty, yeah. Dollar fifty. Yeehaw! <laughs> sixteen ounces were like a buck fifty. Yeah. So sorry. I mean, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So I told my brother, I was like, hey, for your graduation present, I'm just going to pick up your bar tab. And uh, it's a Vinny T's. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? (laughs) Um, Amanda, the bartender, hands me the bar tab. And it is over $210. And I just hand that thing to my brother and I go, hey, I'll get you a graduation present somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) 
he didn't tell me that he like literally was buying shots for everybody in the bar like at one point. So that's why it was so much. Chris, I'm thirty bus and I'm pouring out you reneging on a gift right that's, now. Yeah, that's pretty Yeah, bad. I was all in on it and then I saw that the saw that number and I was like, Oh Bubs, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> let you grab this tab. one. That happened. Uh I I would never pay two hundred ten dollars for a beer. Like get, get out of here. Uh, and it probably tastes like straight up ass being 28%. Like it probably tastes terrible. This is, oh, I wish yeah, this was a poor... all 28 Cause all 28% alcohol liquor tastes really bad. Chris. Yeah. All 28% beer does taste, does probably taste bad. I'm just saying, I wish this was a poor chug sipper, <laughs> poor topic. Cause I would pour that shit out. Pigman. Uh, I mean, I'd love to try it. Um, I, I get what they do. I mean, we're talking about it, right? I mean, all nine listeners out there now know about it. Maybe somebody. Hey, we're up to sixty apps. now. Come on, man! <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, love you, nine people or sixty or whatever. The anyway. disrespect. It's real, man. Uh, I mean, it's it's the halo effect. I mean, something interesting is out there, and it uh, you know, like the Beyonce songs, huh? <laughs> Halo, Halo, oh my gosh! Halo. Yeah, <laughs> music I'll, reference I'm, from you boys that I miss. I'd I'm, almost guarantee that they have to charge two ten. And I, I'm with Chris. I bet they're profitable, but not by much. Just knowing from bourbon, you pay tax every year that that liquid sits in a barrel, mm-hmm. and every year it evaporates a little bit, and so you get less product, but you've paid for it for 26 years. Um, so I'm sure that they're probably profitable. They wouldn't do it, but they probably do it every two years because they're probably barely profitable. I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe I mean, maybe it's a marketing thing too, and you have to count that into consideration. That that that's, you know, that it creates marketing. But I don't know. It's I, I like when a company is able to at least try something different, right? I mean, somebody. I mean, usually when it, it so. doesn't cost two hundred ten dollars, though. <laughs> <laughs> well. Again, like it might be break even or, or very close close to it. So, hey, if it costs them fifty bucks, I'm all for capitalist America. Try to make a buck if you can, because people are going to buy it. Limited release. All right, yeah. last last uh, topic here for making sense of the week. Chris, most likely to get upset this week: Ohio State versus Wisconsin or LSU versus Auburn. I'm going to go with uh, Auburn. Uh, I just I can't trust LSU. Sorry. Uh, the ogre, he's he's something else. I love seeing him on TV. I love seeing him talk. Uh, <laughs> he always makes me laugh. Uh, Gus Malzahn, I think he likes his team. He just has a freshman quarterback. I think the freshman quarterback may have uh, learned a thing or two at their game against Florida. So I think he'll play better, better Saturday. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go Auburn. Oh, Hickman. Totally agree. Um, I think I think Ohio State's just miles better. Wisconsin really good. played tough for a little bit. Ohio State's really good. Um, for that matter, I think Ohio State would wax Auburn or LSU. Um, but um, yeah, uh, could be a bit of a trap game for LSU. Thinking about Alabama, Auburn is not bad. Their their defensive line is you know, wreaks havoc, so that could be a tough game. Um, the game at Florida, they they just kept turning it over every time Florida turned it over. So that was you know, one of those games, and and that's what happened. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough game for LSU. It should be a fun one to watch, honestly. 
I do think that Wisconsin's defense is really, really good. Um, even if you play nobodies to shut out a million people um, is impressive. But their offense cannot score, and I just don't find any way that they can hold. I, I don't see any way Wisconsin wins that game. So I'm with you guys. Auburn and LSU. I think LSU is a better team, but I think Auburn's most likely Agreed. to win that one. So it's going to be a tough game. I mean, LSU. I think we all agree that like that they, LSU's got to show up and play a tough game to win. Ohio State can play a B minus game and still win by two touchdowns. I agree. Well, I think that's what the line is for Ohio State. I think it's it is fourteen, 14 or fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Prognosticator Hickey over here. Boom. <laughs> which we know I'm great at. <laughs> all right, let's work our way down here to Chug Sipper Poor. We appreciate all the Facebook comments this week. Um, you guys have done a good job of filling us in on what you guys want to hear. First up for Chug Sipper Poor Hickman, taking random shots at the bar. This came in from a friend of the podcast, DJ. He's a huge WNBA fan. Um, but he wants to know, how, would you Chug Sipper Poor random shots at the bar? All right, so I do not have many experiences with this uh, random shots of the bar. By that, I mean one. And uh, <laughs> here's here's my story of this. So uh, years ago, this is about 10 years ago, when I was uh, working with the you know, organization, traveling around, we had this conference in Panama, and it was at an all-inclusive resort. Now, this Panama, this Panama, this resort had what they called a discotheque, uh, which is, you know, usually in one of these places just a, a – small open dance floor and really, really bad cheap drinks and really loud music and strobe lights in my experience. So exactly. Logan belongs there. I mean, that's your jam. So they just play anyway, Will Smith and so, Pitbull nonstop. I mean, back then, <laughs> it was right when Lady Gaga came out. It was a big deal. So they played just dance over and over. Like anyway, so I was sitting at, uh, at the bar at this discotheque with my buddies, uh, Ryan and Mikey. And all of a sudden this girl walks up and puts her arm around my shoulder and says, Hey, I have always wanted to do this. Uh, I've always wanted to buy Buy drinks for a bunch of guys. (laughs) (laughs) She did not say that. She said, (laughs) I've always wanted to buy drinks for a group of guys, so let me buy a round of tequila shots for you and your buddies here. Oh. I was like, it's an all-inclusive. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she laughed about it and said how she was from Canada and this was a big thing for a Canadian to do. I don't know. We must. We got to ask Adam York about that. doesn't sound like She it. wanted anyway, to be Hickman. She got shots for tequila shots for mikey and ryan and myself and shots in the butt had some really (laughs) terrible tequila and uh that was the end of that so uh yeah she i i kept my distance she was she was a little scary so did you chug that sip that or pour that uh out of politeness i chugged it but uh, as principal i'm pouring it oh wow (laughs) Wow. Chris, I'm going to step in here because go for it. Like Hickman, I don't have a ton of experience. Most of mine is, I feel like Michael Scott at Sandals, Jamaica. (laughs) Exactly. You're at, you're at resorts. That's that's when you Um, try the strange stuff. 
Right. I mean, my our favorite all-inclusive, uh, my wife and I like to hit up is Grand Bayless there in Mexico. And for those of you guys who don't know, I did not take my first sip of alcohol until my wedding day. And I did not get married at 16. Um, <laughs> so I'm new to this whole thing. And people start talking shots and names of shots. I have no idea what they're talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, since now a bourbon drinker, well, you don't sh- you don't take shots of bourbon. So no. you know, hey, let's take a brain hemorrhage. Let's take a hawk. Let's. I'm like, I sure. Hey, I don't mom. know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Just give it to me. Um, but it is a fun way to try different alcohol. Um, our favorite, my favorite shot we do is at our Christmas party every year. The old uh, love it. <laughs> The old chocolate syrup and uh, and peppermint schnapps. Is I'm a big real hit. good at that one. So Hickman likes to pour it all over his nose while he's trying to pour the chocolate syrup <laughs> no, in his mouth. It's my green jacket. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I'm chugging random shots at the bar because I mean it's a shot. If it goes down smooth, it goes down not smooth. It's fun either way. Give it to me as many as you can. The only thing I'm not chugging is that. <laughs> remember the back of the fridge shot we made hickman take at awal's oh wedding oh dude it was half yeah i remember i was <laughs> it was uh it was after we went to dave and buster's on awal's oh. uh bachelor party and it was like half like italian sweet cream oh, coffee make cream Dude, I don't know what you were trying to do to me, but I think you lost a game of horse or something. So we just got to put vodka and then whatever we found in the fridge in there. I felt bad. Uh, you were. Ugh. That was. Uh, Chris chucks it for those random shots. Okay, so uh, DJ uh, on our Facebook page, he had, a, he had a little thing of a Rolodex, a little gif of a Rolodex. So that's where the random shots came from. Mm. At our favorite bar that we previously mentioned, Vinny T's. Um, we would go to Spanky's. They had live music. They, should, they really should because yeah. it's a great place. But, I mean, they might have to up the price of beer. So is it really worth them sponsoring us? I mean, I don't yes. know. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't live in Cook Yes, it is. <laughs> we used to go to a bar called Spanky's across the street from Vinny's. Um, it was a little more up-class kind of place, a little, little more expensive alcohol there. So they have live music every Tuesday night, and we would go to Spanky's for the live music. And when the... Uh, guy playing guitar would take a break we would walk across the street to Vinny's, grab the rolodex play a little rolodex roulette take as many shots as we could do in about 20 minutes and then head back to spanky's um yeah that was what we did it's kind of an every tuesday night kind of thing uh judge me however you want to but at age 33 taking random shots at a bar i am pouring that out oh wow um, Shocker, shocker the episode. It, it is what it is. Um, when I go out to a bar these days, as long as I stick to beer, the next day I'll feel fine. But once I start taking shots, the next day I'm feeling like straight up ass. And then the day after that and the day after that, it's like a three day hangover these days. So I'm, I'm pouring out taking random shots. Honestly, my takeaway from all that, Chris, is that you went to a bar that was classier that's named Spanky's. <laughs> it's true. That was the upscale bar. Yeah. Very true. All right, guys. I don't know if any if you guys saw the Arkansas fake punt attempt. The punter receives the snap, takes a step forward, and then acts like he's in one of those Dr. Pepper halftime shows and tries to two-hand shovel pass uh, to <laughs> uh, a tight end who's coming around. 
It looked horrendous. No offense to the women we have listening out there. Shout out to Blake Hicks. But this thing, I've seen better passes than the old powder puff right here. Surprisingly, it didn't work. Pass got <laughs> intercepted. Um, but Chris, Chuck Zipper poor, Chris Morris, the head coach of Arkansas, seeing this in practice. and just like Craig Morris? Chad Morris. Chad, Chad Morris. <laughs> We're all wrong. <laughs> Chris, Chuck Zipper poor this fake pun attempt. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour that out. Um, if you're on the yeah. hot seat already, like your one goal is, hey, let's not make Sports Center for something stupid. And Chad Morris, as Hickman told me, um, he successfully did that because that thing was all over my Twitter feed Saturday. And literally every time as I was scrolling through, I saw it. I laughed so loud. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pour it out. It was a terrible idea. I mean, did they actually practice that beforehand and it worked? I mean. They are Arkansas. They are terrible. <laughs> I I don't know what they were thinking. So uh, pour it out, Hickman. All right. So, um, what does our good friend Herm Edwards say about football? You play to win the game, right? If you are your Arkansas player playing Auburn, right? Yep. They're what three touchdown underdog. At least. <clears throat> All right. The only way you win that game, and that is the objective is to take risks, is to get more possessions, is to do something crazy. So I am all for, as an underdog, taking risks. However, you have to practice the play, dummies. Like, I mean, that, look, that was ridiculous. So I'm chugging the concept and pouring the execution. What were they like? What were they thinking? Like you've you've got to do like you have to do something to create uh, better chances for your team if you're a massive underdog. But I mean, my gosh, at least be prepared. And when it comes to trick plays, I am way more Coach Yost than I am Coach Boone. You know, I like the trick plays. <laughs> Let's give them a shot. Well, but, I'm gonna, uh, that, I'm, gonna uh, go ahead. I'm gonna surprise you guys. I'm actually gonna sip this, and I'm gonna say this because I think this play was on the verge of working. If this punter does not throw it like he's in a doctor. Dr. Pepper <laughs> halftime show of the college football playoffs. There was nobody on that side of the field. It was oh. wide open. So it wasn't like a called like Dr. Pepper pass. It was like, well, he was supposed to actually why, legit throw it. You think that's why I'm sipping this. I'm hoping the way the punter caught the ball, he couldn't get his hands on it. So he just shovel passed it out there. He is a punter. So he is a punter. Um, shout out to, Wishful friend of the podcast, Tim Maste out there. We love punters. <laughs> uh, former Packers punter there. Shout but, out any any punter. Yeah, shout out. Shane Leckler, shout out. <laughs> um, so I'm sipping this because I hope that wasn't how he threw it in practice. There's no way that guy's on a college football scholarship if that's how he throws a football. Uh, so I'm, I'm sipping that. But it would have worked had he actually made a pass. All right. Next up. This, again, came from the Facebook page here from Blake Hicks. Chuck Zipper poor, Hickman. Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee's head coach, with the one-finger tug on the face mask of his quarterback. So we were talking about this game. I don't think I articulated super well. Uh, by super well, I mean I did it terribly. Um, Tennessee had its best performance and, and still felt bad about it, and a lot of it has to do with this. Like I, I'm pouring out – you know, grabbing a player. I, you know, we, we talked about this the other night and when I was a sophomore in high school, a coach straight up, just like, it's not, wasn't a punch to the helmet, but it was absolutely like a roundhouse slap at the very least. 
And I remember thinking at the time, like, uh, I don't know if that was really necessary. Maybe that's a different kind of coaching that I'm not used to. But I mean, that was 20 plus years ago. Um, so I'm I'm anti putting your hands, you know, really on a player. Uh, not a fan of it. I mean, he what he did was what Garantano did was moronic plenty of ways to go about it but i'm not a big fan of grabbing a face mask so hey I'm, I'm hickman you up. sissy liberal <laughs> basically yeah there you go there you go <laughs> chris chuck saber poor i'm gonna chug it because <laughs> um you love child he, abuse he, he <laughs> didn't grab the face mask and pull it down like he literally no, he started didn't. to he was pissed he literally started to, and he was like, uh, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. And he, he did stop. So I'm chugging it. He, he was pissed. It was a heat of the moment. Like when I, ha- when I have my kids every once in a while, my, my three-year-old does something absolutely moronic, which is happens about every 20 minutes. And I'm like, sometimes, sometimes he just like, I don't know. The other day we were walking out of the, out of the door and I was like, Hey, he's like, drink. Can you get my drink? And I'm like, you have two legs just like I do go get your drink. And he literally punched me in the balls because that's what Heidi is. <laughs> punched me in the balls. So I, my initial reaction is not a, not a friendly one at that point because nobody likes getting punched in the balls. And then I was like, okay, he's three years old, and that that's what Heidi is. He didn't he didn't intentionally he doesn't know it hurts to get punched in the balls. I was ugh. so I'm like, yeah, you do stuff out of anger sometimes that you don't really mean. Um, I'm going to chug it because it is what it is. Garantano yeah. was a dumbass in that situation. Yeah, you do things out of anger at times that you don't really mean, and those things are still a crime. I'm sorry. I got to pour this out. If I walk into the office tomorrow and my boss grabs me by the ear and tugs me down, even for a split second, that dude better be fired and he better be going to jail. Yeah, It's not okay. I don't know why in today's society, well, I say today, for in the history of the world, why we allow coaches to get away with berating people the way that we do. You know, you can go to any Facebook or Twitter page and, well, when I was in middle school, my coach chewed me up one side and down yeah. the other, and I turned out okay. Um, you know, there's a culture problem. We allow coaches to get away with stuff that literally nobody else in society is allowed to get away with. A professor at UT could not grab um, – um, Garantano, if he doesn't turn in a test or he fails a test, could not mm-hmm. lay hands on him at all, whether he meant to or not, whether he went through with the pulling of an ear or something. But we'll let a coach do it, and we'll just say, ah, he was just mad because the quarterback was an idiot. He's a competitor. He's a competitor. He's a man. Yeah. He's a man's man. Uh, so I'm pouring this out, and you all can rip me on Facebook. That's uh, at Chris Collette on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our uh, UCF super fan, Johnny Daniels, on the Facebook page, the owner of 865 Nutrition. He's a CrossFit expert. He wants to know, what are the odds of Clemson making the playoffs? Should they make the playoffs, and will they make the playoffs, Hickman? Chug sip report. I mean, uh, I mean I'm, I'm going to chug it. They're going to make it. Um, I know you can have the conversation, that, well, but they ain't played nobody or whatever whatever you want to say. And sure, <laughs> Who maybe they, they played, haven't. Paul? Exactly, exactly. We thought that last year, and they absolutely hammered Alabama in the championship Did we think that last year, though? Yeah, we thought they had not. I mean, the ACC was uh, better than this year. 
What, what was their best win before Alabama? I mean, before getting to playoff last year, they had like five players drafted in the first round. I think we all knew they were a good team. We we knew they were good. Like, do we think they're bad now? I don't think so. This is like you can give your answer in, in a moment, but I think they make it. I'm chugging it. I think they. I think they. Beat I think everybody. he just told you to shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm chugging it. Clemson is is you know goes undefeated. Um, South Carolina might hang with them for a quarter because they have a good defense. Uh, they make it. What happens there? I don't think they're Notre Dame. Okay, Notre Dame has has proven when they get to the big stage they don't compete. Uh, Clemson has been to the big stage and has won on the highest level. So I think they make it. They might get obliterated by Ohio State in the first game, but I think they make it. Chris, Chuck, zip or pour? I'm gonna pour because I think I think they're gonna lose a game. And if they lose a game, they're not making the playoffs. They should have lost to North Carolina. And uh, good old Mac Brown called a slow ass option to the right on a two point conversion play. And when they're playing a faster team, that's probably a terrible play call. Um, they should have lost to North Carolina. They they really haven't looked that good this year. Um, Trevor Lawrence, who is going to be the number one pick in the 2020 2021 NFL draft, um, he's not looked that great this year. I mean, I know it's a hot take, but it's it's true. He's not. He's kind of I mean, he looked great last year, especially in the playoffs. But this year, he's kind of—he hasn't looked as good. I mean, they—they they, as I said earlier, they did lose about five players to the first round of the NFL draft, so they lost a lot of talent. That is hard to replace. But I think they're going to slip up against maybe like a Wake Forest. I don't, I don't know. One of one of those games that just kind of sneaks up out of nowhere on you, kind of like North Carolina did to them. But I think they're going to lose a game. Poor. Yeah, well, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to sip Clemson making the playoffs. Do I think they're probably one of the four best teams? I don't know if I do at this point. But, I mean, they played Texas A&M, who was ranked at the time. But, you know, they played Texas A&M at home and beat them by 14. Alabama went on the road to Texas A&M and beat them by 20-plus. So, I, I just don't know if, if Clemson is any good. Um, any, I would say any team that runs the table deserves to be a, in the playoffs. But look at UCF the last two years. Um the problem with with Clemson is if they win out, um, I, I mean, they're let's, in. Say, let's say they lose one game. Oh, they're they out. lose. They lose they're one out. game. I mean, who are you putting in though? You're gonna put in Oregon, who's lost a game. No, I mean, you got two SEC teams at that point. Yeah, okay, LSU, you have two Alabama. SEC, you have LSU and Alabama in right now. They're yeah. LSU's a top four. Oklahoma, team right now. Ohio State, done. Penn so you think you, you think Oklahoma's in? Oh yeah, Oklahoma's in. They're not losing this year. No. Um, I think Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, and SEC teams who gets in. I agree with Hickman. Yeah, but well, I think Clemson's going to lose a game. So if they lose a game, they're definitely out. That's, okay. Unless Clemson doesn't get in. I think yeah. they don't lose. But if they lose, there's no way they're getting in. Yeah. Because that the loss AC is going to be to an unranked team. They yeah, don't play the, ACC, any teams. the ACC is real bad. There's no way they could play to make it look yeah. good. Yeah, it's all right. So final Chuck Zipper pour guys quickly here. Chuck Zipper pour Chris Collette CC's Pizza the buffet um, four ninety nine. I'm gonna sip that. The uh, pizza tastes like shit, but those cinnamon rolls are damn good. So oh, sip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. I'll sip it as well. But my brother in law wants. 
uh, his <clears throat> my wife's family's really big. We all went to to CC's. Whoa, whoa, yeah, lots lots of kids, lots of people there. We're talking. I think about you're calling them Yeah, we're talking numbers, not oh, size. Oh, I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> I am the shortest, and I'm six one. So there's one thing, but yeah, nobody's fat. It's just a ton of like she's one of five siblings and parents, and then you can imagine how many grandkids there are. So we're going into CC's, and and Jeremy says. Hey, I'm gonna look like a real baller here, and he buys CCs for everybody. He spends seventy bucks, and people think he's, you know, the man. You know, he's he's really dropping dimes on everybody. So, um, nice, well played, sir. So, uh, if you can pull that off, then uh, hey, good for you. So, for that reason, I'm gonna sip it. Boys, I'm chugging the CCs. All right, we're going there for lunch next week. Do you know how hard it is to find a five dollar lunch these days? Very difficult. You roll. I rolled into Chick-fil-A today, ate something for a value meal. You know, McDonald's barely has a, a dollar menu left. Um, Four ninety nine. I don't hardly care what the food is, um, but I'm I'm chugging that five dollar lunch all day long. Because, like Chris said, even if the pizza's bad, that cinnamon roll pizza that they got, just eat that for five bucks worth. You're a good to go. All right, can we do lunch at CC's next Tuesday? Maybe we bring Andy and we have a full report on whether or not it was worth our four ninety nine. That may be worth it. We may have to do that. <laughs> All right, let's work our way to the last segment here tonight. Um, we're going to go to our picking and grinning segment. All right, Chris, where do we stand in picking and grinning? Um, I, last I made week. Have come back yet? Last week, uh, I was zero and three. Hickman was one and two, <laughs> and Logan was two and one. First, first winning week of the season. Hold on, how did you do last the week? Meek have inherited how the many, earth. How many? How many legitimate games did Logan pick last week? Zero. That's probably why he had a winning week. I'm sorry, but how? How did you do last week, Chris? Oh, and three, Chris. <laughs> I'm still kicking y'all's ass this year, so know, uh, it is what it wow. is. I, I'm not life, looking in the mirror. Time and last week you, I was ahead, so you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hickman, what are you picking that's going to have you grinning this week? All right, I'm going to give my first two, and then Paul's on the third one so that you and I can uh, can announce that one together. All right, so the first two, I'm going with um, road underdog to cover. Uh, the Panthers are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at the 49ers. I know the Niners are undefeated, um, haven't played the greatest of schedules. The Panthers' defense is sneaky good. Um, I'm not sure they win the game, but I think it's really close, and I think they cover that five-and-a-half at the 49ers. Uh, the next one, Oklahoma is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite at the Kansas State Wildcats. Kansas State is terrible. Oklahoma is not. I think Oklahoma easily covers the 23-and-a-half at Kansas. I'm going to pause on the last one because the last one is our Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Lock of the Week that Logan and I both chose independently. Dun, 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 dun. This is practically fish in the barrel time, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Lock of the week, lock of the month, lock of the podcast. Hickman, what do we got? We have got the Seattle Seahawks playing the Atlanta Falcons, who may or may not have Matt Ryan. And without them, I mean, good night. What's going to happen? Seattle is only a three and a half point favorite. It's on the road, but I mean, I don't know if anybody's talked about Mercedes Benz Stadium being that tough of a place to play. It is a great place to go get cheap snacks. So uh, Seattle minus three and a half pound that they are uh, they're winning by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if Matt Ryan's there, who does he throw to? They decide to start trading players away for draft picks. 
Atlanta's already chalked this season up for a loss. They're yep. moving on. They know the coach is about to get fired. Yep. Um, They're done. Seattle is winning percentage of 100% against the spread on the road. Atlanta has a win percentage of 0% against the spread at home. All the stars are aligning. Lock of the week. Put a mortgage payment on there. That's a pretty good deal there, Ricky. So the Falcons are winning straight up, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Go I'm ahead saying, and pick that. Fine. I'm <laughs> saying this is the lock of the week, Chris. So I'm with Hickman. Seattle minus three and a half at Atlanta. I'm also going to parlay because Chris likes to make fun of my picks and how they haven't won any money. So I'm parlaying Ohio State and LSU to both cover this week. That's going to make you some serious dough. Boom. And then I'm also going to parlay Kentucky at home versus Missouri. Kentucky plus the 10 and a half and the under of 45. Kentucky's defense hasn't given up 30 points in something like two and a half years. I don't know. Something stupid. Offense hasn't scored 10 points in how many weeks? Well, exactly. So if they don't, if they give up less than 30 and score less than 10, they don't get to 45, Chris Collette. Man, you're good at math, Logan. <laughs> well, you're the numbers guy. So I don't know if Missouri's good or not. I do know that they are terrible on the road with losses yeah. at Wyoming and at Vanderbilt. Um, Those are bad. So if Kentucky's rolling with an, if Kentucky's rolling with another wide receiver at quarterback, uh, I don't think they win, but I think they can keep it within ten and a half. I would also like to throw in there that there is there'll be less than forty thousand people in attendance because it's going to be a monsoon this weekend. But I bet the announced crowd is higher than that because people have bought tickets or it's not going to show up. So give me that parlay of Kentucky plus ten and a half and the under of forty five. And then my second parlay is Ohio State and LSU to cover. Okay, so I almost forgot my rant of the week. My rant of the week is about one of Logan's picks last week. It was Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt's attendance. But it's not about their attendance. It's about their coach. So uh, in college football, there's no two-minute warning. So Vanderbilt gets the ball at the Missouri 25-yard line with two minutes and 19 seconds left. Vanderbilt's coach is over here like, don't want to give the ball back to him. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. Don't want to get the ball back. So you just run some running plays. It makes sense. But if you don't want to get the ball back, you should probably just take a delay of game after first down and after second down, after third down. That way the maximum time runs off the clock. Instead, you got Vanderbilt over here snapping the ball with three seconds. And then uh, on fourth down, Vanderbilt's coach calls a timeout. Like, what the hell does a timeout do? It saves you one second. Like, is five yards or one second more important? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, obviously you're fighting the clock. You're not fighting any kind of field position, any yardage. It doesn't matter. Vanderbilt's coach, he he's he's a moron. So that was I was watching the game and it was it was awful. He did meet Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. But how yeah. awful is he, Chris? Um, I hope he stays Frank there forever. Missouri. So uh you here's my five, best this week. That five and one record he has against Tennessee, you hope he stays there forever? I hope he stays there forever. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, Rutgers is playing Liberty this week. I don't know if you knew that or not. You Believe it or not, us. I did not know that. That's any, a match made in heaven right there. Any any idea how much Rutgers is paying Liberty this week? One million dollars. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Salary? I don't know. One million on the dot. 
Any any kind of guesses on what the line is this week? <laughs> Liberty uh, by six. Liberty by seven. Oh, Logan. <laughs> They're paying a million dollars. They're a seven-point dog. I'm taking Liberty because Rutgers is a freaking tire fire right now. They're going around oh. asking college, high school coaches, hey, guys, who should we hire to be our head coach? Um, Baptist rejoice. Yeah, so I'm taking Liberty minus seven at Rutgers, wow. making the million dollars. They're probably going to blow them out. It's ugh, it's in the cards. I think it's going to happen. I don't want to watch that game. Next one, I'm taking Penn State minus six and a half at Michigan State. That's a good As one. we've said multiple times on the podcast, Michigan State cannot score. And Penn State, Penn State will score enough. Um, six and a half, it's, it's less than a touchdown. So, yeah, give me Penn State. Last one, I'm going to take Virginia minus three and a half at Louisville. Oh no, um, Logan. Logan's favorite Louisville's teams. terrible, right? Uh, surprisingly, I wish they were, but they are. They are not. They are not terrible, unfortunately. Well, I'm still taking Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> you talking good about Louisville makes me feel better about this bet. All right, That's, <laughs> Virginia minus three and a half. We're good. That's my three bets. Louisville did play Clemson tough for two or three quarters, and they lost forty-four to three. They did. I wish. Uh, I wish Scott's tots were were worse there at Louisville, but unfortunately, they are. They're actually <laughs> getting better. Tots. <laughs> hey, Mr. Scott, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Make our dreams come true. <laughs> Scott Satterfield, Scott's tots at the Louisville. Oh, we need a bonus The Office episode. I've been I've been rewatching it. I decided to watch the. Uh, um, the Phyllis and Bob Vance marriage episode before I performed my wedding oh. last weekend. And it was everything I could in my head to not go Michael Scott during the ceremony as I'm performing it and start cracking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I only cracked a couple, but it would have been bad if I just went full fledged Michael Scott. Webster's defines wedding as the fusing of two metals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's this week's Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. Next week, be watching the Facebook um, group. Be watching Twitter feed. We're bringing you a special Halloween-themed episode next week. So get ready. It's going to be fun. I'm going to make sure Chris and Hickman show up in costume for the podcast next week. Done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Hickman, are you as worried as I am about Chris's costume that we have to look at next week? I have seen some of Chris's costumes in the past, so I'm uh, a little worried. I do have a great story on a Halloween costume for next week. Ooh. We call I don't that, have any. Well, in the, in the radio world, we call that a teaser, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so you've just oh, been teased. <laughs> you've just been teased by Chris Collett. All right. Next week, Halloween theme coming at you. It's been fun. It's been real. We'll see you next week. 